0: You you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't
1: hear you anyway. On today's episode of the Salted Dirt Podcast, we welcome back C.E. Hoffman, as well as a new guest, Winston Roundtree. Their short film, GTFO, was recently released, and we're here to talk about that. Thanks for listening. Well, yeah, so I'm here with C.E. Hoffman, who we are welcoming back to the podcast, and um, also Winston Roundtree. Um, And we're here to talk about their their short uh, animated film GTFO. Welcome to Salt Lake Dirt, you two.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Thanks so much. So excited to be here with you both.
1: Well, yeah. Let's just. um, uh, So we were just talking before we went on the air that uh, I've I've watched it a few times now, um, and it to me it just gets better and better, and you know little the the little details that I you know I can't imagine. especially an animator. I mean, there's so many details that I I feel probably goes lost unless the audience is uh, repeatedly watching it. So um, I just want to talk, you know, initially how you guys, you know, met and how you decided to work together. Um, You know, I've read the short story uh, from CE and, you know, absolutely loved it. So I was really excited when I found out this was the project. So, yeah, just tell me about how how you two um, hooked up on this thing.
2: Yeah, Winston, do you want to take that? Actually,
0: I don't know if I remember in sufficient detail. So, <laughs> so you you can uh, you can uh, go ahead.
2: Okay, that's fine because for me it is like a <laughs> it's an emblazoned narrative for me because I've been a fan of Winston's work for years now. I first discovered Winston Roundtree via Cracked, you know, and was a a long time adoring fan. And I remember first reaching out to you when I was a teenager and saying how much I appreciated your work and how much resonance there was in your art and your webcomic for me. And you responded, which, you know, for me as a burgeoning writer meant so much to me. And then I later reached out about my poetry book. And again, you were always so supportive there. So when the short story collection Sluts and Horace was coming out, I really wanted to play with mediums, you know? I really wanted to kind of cross that expanse that we see between you know, and throughout the arts. And again, being such a long admirer of your work, you were the only person I could really think of in the animation and illustration world that I would wanna do something with. So yeah, we reached out again via the magic of email and the Kickstarter came through and it all came together.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm uh, honored by your, uh, your uh, kind uh, feedback there. No, it's been a great thing to work on. Like I've said privately, I wish more people would kind of be interested in collaborating, you know, like artists. I think the best thing we can do for each other is give our time to each other, you know, like uh, collaborate, team up, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's been good. In that way, grateful for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, and I'll definitely I'll put a link to the to the film um, in this. I encourage everyone to to watch it. Um, I see. I just wanted to ask you why you decided to pick this particular short story to uh, adapt into this form.
2: It was completely pragmatic, being that it's uh, primarily dependent on dialogue. It's mostly a dialogue-driven piece and i knew that that would work well with winston's art because of course their amazing show people watching features a lot of dialogue it's super loquacious in its writing as well so i knew that was a perfect match and again i knew pragmatically speaking that there would be less to animate you know i mean for the majority of this film you have two human beings reclining against a wall outside of a bus station you know pontificating on their hopes and dreams and loves and losses and that's a Obviously, there was still a lot of effort that had to go into the animating, but it wasn't some action packed sequence. And I love that idea of getting people into their hearts and just listening to some earnest confabulation and that being able to really stand at the core of a story.
0: Yeah, it certainly is my kind of story. That's why, I, you know, reading the script is just kind of comes alive in your head because you know it's the kind of thing i would (laughs) write so it's easy to uh, work with in that way and yeah the uh i mean i'm still new to animation but the first lesson of animation is like yeah exactly being pragmatic how much work is this going to be to make this move so it was a very well chosen story in that regard because uh, more complicated Animation takes a long time. There's a couple shots in this show that were, you know, it's like ten seconds, but it took like two days to make it because mm-hmm. anything that moves just takes forever, especially when you're me and you're just <laughs> starting out. So oh,
1: that's so cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I would have had no yeah no idea that um, oop, here we go. Yeah, I would have had no idea that you were just brand new to the animation you know like the filmmaking portion of this I mean it was such a such an incredible um, short film I I was yeah kind of going along with what you were just saying just I'm pretty um, ignorant and naive to like the logistics of um, putting together something like this so maybe you could just um, the two of you could walk me through kind of the process once you have both agree that you are going to work together on this I know there was a Kickstarter campaign that uh, was successful so that's you know, that's a good sign right off the bat that people want to see this. Uh, so once you get the funding for it, uh, where do you begin with this process?
2: Well, I mean, I think there's definitely two sides to that. It was such an immense collaborative effort. And again, I'm so grateful to everything that Winston did. I mean, I, I'm i just so indebted, you know, to that artistic side of it, of the filmmaking because I always think of that, you know, that without that, what would it have been? It would have been a radio show, which is beautiful. I love podcasts. We're on one now. That's fantastic, but it's not the same. We live in a very visual world and that was just a pivotal element. So that was there from the beginning. You know, we were building off of Winston's storyboards from the onset, you know, that was a vital component and that was all being worked on and built on while I in that interim was also then, you know, managing the directorial aspects, which included collecting audio from other people, you know, doing cast work in that regard, doing some audio editing, recording my own audio, of course, as well. And it was just that beautiful. I loved that about this aspect of collaboration, that it's like we're both building two pieces and then eventually merging those pieces together. And again, the merging. Of those two pieces was all Winston, also. So I'm sure you have more to say on that subject, Winston.
0: Oh, I just I had one question. I was just wondering where you found the uh, the actors because they they did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Oh yeah, I'm glad that you're you're lifting that up because we were so lucky, right, to have such a talented team with us. Uh, the narrator. Danton Lamar with his wonderful Basso Profundo is a good friend of mine from mm-hmm. Toronto. He's an amazing comedian, uh, a very talented event organizer, a writer as well, an actor, you know, he's, his skills and passions just, you know, run the gamut and he's very motivated as well in his comedy. So everyone should definitely check that out. Danton Lamar he's on YouTube and Twitter and Rashni Lamino was recommended to me via a voice actor I had initially reached out to, you know, again, just the power of the Google search, I think is what had led me to that first lead. And again, you see that beautiful flavor of collaboration and recommendation. You know, this one actor was unavailable, but her answer to that was giving me a list, like this fantastic enumeration of other voice actors I could consider. And I loved Lamino's uh samples that she had, she's also a very talented actor. She's been in some really amazing commercials. Like I'd love to do some live action stuff with her eventually as well. And, and that was such a gift too. Like Danton's voice, I think just grounds it, you know, just grounds that whole story. Cause you have these feminine figures, you know telling their stories and then he just rounds it out you know, with his deep masculine tones. And I mean, nobody could have done a better Lolita than Rashini. You know, like she just, she was so amazing at it. She brought this um, gumption into the character, which I had really written. I'd really wanted that in there. That was really in the dialogue, even when I wrote it as a short story. And it was so exciting seeing that come to life with her voice.
0: Yeah. It's wild when you have actors reading stuff that you wrote, it's it's a good feeling. So I'm glad you got to experience that.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know that, of course, with, with people watching and there's some fantastic voice actors on people watching as well.
0: Yeah, it was one of the best parts of the experience, just the people we got to work with and how into the material they were, enthusiastic. And yeah, that's like what made it so positive. Just the people that came together because actors know when they're working on something that's that actual care has gone into their writing. Because mm. a lot of times they aren't working on something <laughs> where care has gone into their writing. <laughs> a lot of times they're working on uh, well, not going to be too negative, but when, <laughs> when you know when they get dialogue that's you know about something and even the vaguest way, they're really excited about it, which I'm sure was true of this project as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's, that's great. Um, so I, d- I did want to, uh, you know, talk about, uh, so we initially had planned to talk, um, to, to do an interview and we decided to hold off, um, mainly because y- you all got into a film festival in Ukraine. And so, right, I think it was maybe the night we were going to talk, you know, all this happened with Russia and Ukraine. Um, it just kind of exploded in, in, you know, in real time. So it was kind of, you know, at least with, for me, like a lot of pressure, if we were going to talk about this, I mean, and, and I guess we're, we're just here to have a conversation. So we're not obviously here to have, I'm not, I don't have any answers. That's for sure. But I would love to hear about like the film festival itself and just kind of like um, entering it into the, you know, and I've never, I cover a lot of film festivals. So, you know, see, when you told me, you, you got into this Ukrainian film festival, I was, you know, really excited. And um, I was, you know, hoping to cover parts of it and see other films there. So yeah, just talk about the, the film festival itself and, um, and just kind of what's going on there from what you've heard.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, again, such a gift and peril of internet connectivity is we all have felt this hit so close to home for us, you know, watching what's going on in Europe with the Ukraine, you know, and it defending itself, you know, so bravely and beautifully. And this brought it literally into my inbox. It's the symbiotic film festival in Kiev in the Ukraine. And it was just one of those weird moments where it, yeah, it was the day the day of the invasion, we heard of our acceptance into the festival and the festival was supposed to run, I think the following day or a few days following. And obviously that has yet to occur right now because their entire paradigm has shifted over there in an appalling way. And it was a very small but earnest gesture for me. I did, after writing my thanks, I later wrote the festival know expressing condolences and solidarity from myself and the whole cast and crew because i knew those sentiments would be shared by all and uh yes (laughs) yeah exactly without (laughs) question and uh i i received again just a very a very concise reply but it was a thank you that means so much and that reply meant so much to me because i knew that they meant it you know that having again those connections in that outside world that is remaining a little more sane than their current day-to-day circumstances and i don't have any further details to that i didn't think it was appropriate to inquire further
1: sure of course yeah
2: but i i hope that that message did exactly what we want art to do you know it just was that little shred of hope for someone to carry around in their pocket for as long as they have to
1: yeah that's um you know that's incredible, and I hope you know obviously we hope you know film festival is very very minuscule in the in the broader picture of all this, but at the same time you know having hope and looking forward to something and and having our art that's a you know that's that gives life so much meaning in and of itself so um you know we look forward to having this to seeing you know this film festival at some point you know you know come to fruition because i think it would be very important i think so many eyes would be on that film festival if it if it were to happen um down the line so fingers crossed on on all that um any other film festivals i know i know like the the film is available on on youtube but now uh we are kind of getting back to in-person festivals which is you know, I, I think we've all, for those of us who go to festivals, like we've been hungering for <laughs> those connections that you meet at some of those, um, you know, some of those incredible uh, events. So have you um, been kind of, is that, is that kind of the track you're going for to put uh, this into more film festivals or yeah, what, what's going on with that? I would love to see it on a big screen if possible.
2: Yeah, I think we'd all love the big screen at this point too. Uh, so far, we're waiting. Uh, we have a lot of pending submissions right now, including for the Vancouver International Film Festival, which would be really exciting. Uh, got, definitely got our I've fingers crossed for that. Yeah. Awesome! <laughs> I uh, definitely uh, haven't. I was but...
0: on a I was on a panel at the uh, Vancouver Film Festival. Once oh, that's great! For some oh, reason. sweet. reason, someone that's thought it awesome. was someone thought it was appropriate that I'd speak on the panel. <laughs> cool. <laughs> It was a good festival. It was very chill. I saw a lot of short films, which I think should be more of a thing yeah, just in for general. Sure. Absolutely. Regularly at theaters, that'd be nice. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you.
2: No, not at all. That's amazing. Again, that connectivity, you know, that we have for these different things. So we're yeah, we're waiting on that one. I really hope to hear a positive uh, reply from Animation Nights New York, that would be a really exciting one. And the only other acceptance we have so far is the multi-dimensional International Film Fest, which is just online, but they've been really great. Uh, they already gave us a finalist nomination and you know, a little award of excellent achievement kind of thing, which is really nice. I've just been waiting on publicly announcing that until I, I know more about when it's actually premiering on their site, but that's really exciting. And that's what's been so great too. Again, it's like, we have this, you know, central collaboration, you know, between us as the creators and everyone involved in that process. And then we have this expansion of collaboration where we're building relationships and networks with other filmmakers and with festivals. And it's just like this this beautiful, you know, web. And again, it, I think that just illustrates beautifully how art connects us all.
0: Yeah. and the the work is often fantastic as well. I've been to a few festivals in a web series context and there's always great stuff. You know, people complain about the, the vapidness of mainstream culture <laughs> and stuff. Well, all the problems you have with, you know, Hollywood movies there you can find what you're looking for in independent productions. Okay. It's all there. Just yep. people don't know how to look for it or aren't told about it or but you know it's there out there somewhere what exactly what you want is somewhere so no. something yeah. at least
1: <laughs> no that's that's great and i'm i'm in complete agreement with what you know talking about how short films like that really deserves you know more of an audience and i think one one cool thing um you know at least for me the last 2 years you know doing several film festivals uh i was able to see so many more short films that i would not have being in person. So I mean you see you kind of a limited amount unless you're, you know, really focused on seeing all the um the shorts collections, which I in the past I haven't really, I would I would just see the shorts that were attached to the feature that I was going to. So um like for example the you know slam dance did their online and see we had talked about how like Slam Dance's approach to the their film festival, which was really incredible, very accessible. It was ten bucks um for a festival pass. It gave you I think two weeks access to their channel where they had the entire, um, you know, catalog of what they had picked for that year. And there were so many incredible, uh, short films. So I think like for me personally, one, you know, one good thing that came out of this pandemic from an artistic point of view was, um, I became so much more, you know, aware of short films and just like the, the incredible, um, you know, that they became my favorite part of some of the festivals I covered. So now it's like from this point on, I'll definitely, you know, I'm on the lookout for short filmmakers. And I really, you know, I really love that, you know, uh, medium where I hadn't really focused on it too much before. So, yeah, I think um there's just some great stuff out there. And, uh yeah, I'm rambling now, but I think uh, I think <laughs> oh, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic.
0: I, it's a fantastic medium. Frankly, oh, yeah. Of, Frankly, a lot of t- full-length movies are, uh, you know, a 15-minute story in two hours, so <laughs> why not just watch 15-minute <laughs> movies? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Short stories are accepted and viable medium, so short films should be more accepted as well.
1: Absolutely. And now it's like, I mean, so, so Winston, um, just after seeing this film, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't known of your work before, so just seeing this one film, I'm definitely a fan now. Um, I, I'm just really curious, maybe for those um, of our listeners who haven't heard of you before, like, I, I would just love to hear some of your your background story and, you know, uh, where you grew up and what, you know, what were the things you were interested in that kind of led you down this path to, um, you know, it sounds like you have, you know, all kinds of things that you've been working on over the years.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I can remember being I don't know like eight or nine years old and specifically wanting to make comics when I grew up so that's what I sort of eventually ended up doing as much as any artist makes a living but uh, so yeah I've got a like an online comic that I've been doing since 2007 it started off as like three panels and then eventually they're like 75 pages long thousands of words because I don't know just the gradual the artistic mind of gradually trying to do more than the previous thing so eventually they, they just got really long you try to evolve you try to get better and you try not to go too self-indulgent though i absolutely have been too self-indulgent at times so you gotta self-correcting is a that's my step. favorite
1: stuff though i love Where... i love when artists get self-indulgent that's when i <laughs> as a fan yeah. i really get into it so i think you know uh Yeah, that's great. That's great. No,
0: I mean, it's always a luxury when anyone can be self-indulgent. So it's interesting in and of itself, probably. And then, yeah, that eventually translated into a web series, animated web series called People Watching with kind of similar content with young people who are unusually sincere and talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we had a lot of success with the web series. And uh, that was kind of, The last major thing i did and i'm still doing the comic strip just working on the latest comic right now and uh hopefully we'll be doing another web series because i have an idea for that but we'll see and that's what i do and it's my life is not interesting in any way i try to live (laughs) on the page in an interesting manner that's where i'm interesting if i'm interested (laughs)
1: that's about it that's great that's great, and
2: and I just really have to lift up People Watching again, if I may, because of course, as you both know, you know, sluts and horrors was really trying to educate and lift up sex workers in a positive light, and uh, Candy slash Joan in People Watching, you know, who's right there on, you know, right in the space in the uh, why speed dating is terrible, the first episode in the first season, she's right there, and she's just this amazing intellectual, emotional powerhouse who happens to be a stripper. And for me, that was so validating and so inspiring for me. You know, before I even put this collection together, it was just, and I've never really had a chance to thank you, Winston, for that, for just such a humanizing depiction of a sex worker.
0: And it's not something you should have to thank anyone for. It should be what we expect from media, but unfortunately it's not what we get, so.
2: Exactly, so there's trailblazing there, you know, which I think is just, it's so pertinent and it's so important and that, I mean, obviously I'd already fallen in love with your work a long time ago, but that like made me fall in love, you know, to so the power of five, you know, <laughs> cause I was like, Oh my gosh, it's not only, you know, validating for me on an artistic level, but also on this social political level, you know, and I think that's again, how art can be used as such an engaging tool educate and empower and inspire and to bring culture forward as opposed to just being a mere response to culture and I really see that in your art is this like co-creation of culture where you have this really clear voice and yeah like I have to say to all listeners like if you haven't checked out people watching it please do like it's on YouTube and I to this day still happily go back to it and is there a DVD available too, Winston? Am I correct in uh, that?
0: There is a DVD. I don't think I have any extra copies, but I can get more manufactured. I think so. I should probably do that at some point. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, there is a DVD. I recorded a commentary. It's got both seasons on of the show on it. It exists. And there's a <laughs> Blu-ray as well. So
1: that's great. Um, that that is really cool. So it's like like see you talked about you know being a fan of Winston's um when you were a teenager uh it's got to be kind of surreal to have you know now come to you know be a collaborator on a on a really amazing piece of uh piece of art there so um I think I, I was talking to a friend of mine a writer and he he was just saying like I he's written several books uh I believe around 10 and you know some some have done really well and some have done you know from a money standpoint not well and didn't sell anything but he said it you know what like he doesn't really necessarily it would be great to make money but you know whatever he says uh the the thing he likes and he mentioned you know graphic novels and comics and this like the print, the print form of it that you know the 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 beauty of a you know a printed thing is that it has you know in his mind a long shelf life so we were we were taking a walk and one of those little um kind of a pop-up library that on the street that someone had you know curated and put stuff on and it's like take a book um you know put a book here take one and and kind of like make this library um you know function that way and so he was just saying like someone you know and, and his hope or whatever is like a you know twenty thirty years someone will walk by one of those and pick up one of his least successful books and mm. it will speak to speak to them so um I think it's like that's what's that's so what's great about putting something you know you know and then now with the internet, oh my god, like you put something out into the world it's it's there, and somebody somewhere you know will you know will attach themselves to it even if you even if only one or two people um you know really fall in love with it it's you know it was made for them in a way so mm-hmm. I think that's so cool that um, as someone who was a fan of yours like eventually now is you know working with you that's got to be you know you know both of you that's got to be a really cool feeling in different ways um, so yeah I, no question there I'm just I'm just kind of stating how uh, you know that's got to be a cool thing to have someone you know appreciate your work that much and to have someone that you love their work you know you're able to you know work and create something new and amazing with them
2: yeah surreal is definitely the word and of course it always takes that effort not to fan person out it it takes a great you know monumental (laughs) effort and it's it's also been just such a joy working with you winston because of your level of professionalism you know as we're all creating of course there's different tears to creation and there's different approaches to artistry and I've always found that I'm really that uh, you know that annoying stick in the mud anytime I'm in a group project where I'm like I want this done in a certain way let's get this done and I'm kind of often dragging other people through it sometimes is how I felt and it was not (laughs) that (laughs) sensation was not remotely present working with you it was always just such a joy and an honor and uh, it's uh it's definitely
0: yeah. uh definitely mutual like you were just saying you uh you want to be uh, you want to work with those people who are kind of the leader of the group project who actually care about how well it's going you know if you work with enough people you quickly learn how rare it is to have a collaboration that's really smooth and seamless and everyone likes everyone so you're always thankful for those uh Opportunities, so thank you, and uh, yeah, I've certainly a lot of uh, mutual respect for your own work, and the new book is fantastic. And you know, all you know, the poetry thing you wrote a long time ago was fantastic. That's why I'm interested in what you do because you're good at writing. (laughs) It's not common, it's not common for people to channel their, themselves into authentic work. So, you know, work with those people, encourage them.
2: Well, thank you. I feel that way too. And I think that was another reason I've always been so attracted to your work. You know, I loved how you describe people watching even, you know, it's like young people who are oddly honest and talk a bunch, you know? And again, that's <laughs> the idea is that the writing is the story and it's that core, it's that characterization via dialogue you know, via this, like, yeah, really candorous colloquy, and I think that's why I always really appreciated your stuff, because, I mean, obviously, I love your art, obviously, it's a fantastic style, but I'm not a super visual person in this super visual world, so I always loved the amounts of text, and then the amounts of dialogue later in the series, you know, so, yeah, you too, you're a a fabulous writer, and it's just really cool seeing you play with that, you know, in the midst of your your artistic prowess. That's really cool for me, especially, you know, speaking as someone who, I mean, I can draw little chibi eyed cartoons and that's the extent. (laughs) I
0: mean, mean, we all start out that way. So it's
2: true.
1: Well, um, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be greedy, but I mean, is there, is there any like thoughts or plans of making, you know, see from, from other short stories that I know you've been working on, um, something new that will you know hopefully we'll see the light of day um sooner than later um more short stories would you would you want to create more films i know you're a musician as well so you kind of like you kind of have your hand in a lot of stuff so i'm just uh, really curious what you would like to do you know not to put you on the spot but what you'd like to do next if possible
2: uh, yeah, it's not putting me on the spot at all because I'm I'm cursed and blessed with always knowing what I want to do next. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Winston's always pr- already privy to this. I have already mentioned a desire to work with them again with another short story from the hopefully upcoming collection. So we'll see where that goes. And for me too, again, I'm so grateful for this opportunity as this, you know, being my first foray into film, you know, I really do still want to do live action stuff as well and obviously I want to keep writing and release my novels in all eventuality too but I also have more screenplays lying in wait some based on my story some based on other people's novels some which are original work you know and this has just been so exciting to realize that I am as much in love with making films as I am with making written form you know because you never know until you try you can love the idea of something but the actualization differs greatly and it's only when you realize you yeah. love that toil right like arranging those little audio files i got such a tingle from doing that and putting it all together and sending that audio file off to you winston you know to to polish more and I mean, that's the best thing. That's why I always encourage people to actually try, you know, don't worry about the finished product, just dip your toe in or dive in if you wish and figure out if it's actually something you want to do.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Good. Very good advice. Yeah. That's great advice. I'm still learning that this, even this film that we're here to talk about that this is kind of me diving into animation, seeing if I could animate myself and yeah, you can, do things there's you know industry standard software that's free to use you can just the tools are there i always try to make art sound as accessible as possible because i hate when people do the opposite and try to make it sound like some special exclusive thing that only certain people can do you need a bunch of money and training no anyone can dive in Mm -hmm. and they should and you can make something that's like you were saying you know few years from now someone will run across it randomly and maybe didn't sell a lot but they'll find it and it'll be their favorite thing and something will come of that and you know it's not sales that matter you don't don't compare yourself to someone else you compare yourself to you if you never wrote the book or never made the movie because if you never made it no one saw it so (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's 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 really good advice for anyone who's like. I think it's easy, especially when you're you're new to um, any kind of art form, to just really be hard on yourself and like you know I suck and I don't want to want. What am I doing? Like this is this is awful. And um, I was just talking to someone the other day who is they, they've never written before, but they they have an idea for a short story, and you know they they, they told me. Um, and I, you know, they don't have it all fleshed out, but they had one scene kind of, kind of like solidified in their mind. And it was a, it was a cool scene and just talking, you know, I didn't want to influence one way or the other, but I was just, I just was listening to this person. Um, she was talking about it. I thought this was so awesome. Um, but just how fragile an idea can be, even when you have been doing it a long time, um, it could, you know, it's like a, it's like a sick baby. It's just like, get <laughs> could fall, you know, it could be worse and worse. So, but I could see it in her face just as she was telling me she was excited. And then it kind of just like switched into like, she didn't say it, but just I could see it in her eyes. Oh, this is so stupid! Like, why am I even telling him this? This is, this is a stupid idea. So no, I was. It's, tra- you, it's yeah. not stupid. <laughs> it's no. a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it was a great idea. And even if it's even if it was a bad idea, it's like that's how you do this. You know, you just you just do it. Like you, like you said, see, you just the the act of doing something is you know, and if you yeah. enjoy that, that's really ultimately that's even the if, biggest part of it.
0: Even if it is a bad idea, everyone sucks at first. I certainly did. You know, you just gotta make the thing, make the thing, make what you wish existed, you know? Yes,
2: yeah. exactly, Hello. yeah, I feel that way so, so deeply, where it's that, again, it, so many artists were such perfectionists, you know, and I think that's just representative of the perfectionism in all people, you know, we just have that a little, a little more <laughs> clearly and palpably in our spirits, and it's so important to Release that by doing. You know, that's why I try to just write down all of those silly ideas and follow them into short stories or novels. Because again, it doesn't need, how could every single piece of art be your magnum opus? that negates the very definition of it. The whole point is we're supposed to have this beautiful bracing silly catalog where yeah years later someone can say so what about that piece and you can go oh yeah that was my you know avant-garde phase what can i say because that's how we grow as people and as artists that's so important.
1: Yes. That's wonderful. Um i think that's a you know this is i love i love the advice i think this is a great uh, stopping point for our episode today. Is there anything you want to talk about the film? i want to put links to everything that we've been talking about. So people can, you know, if they haven't seen it, if they haven't um, been familiar with Winston's work or, um, see of your work, I mean, I, I became a huge fan of sluts and horrors when I first read it. So I want to make sure people, you know, know about it. Uh, so we'll make sure all the links to both, you know, both of your works are, are, um, readily available. Anything else you want to add um, as we wrap up tonight? I think we said it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, just gratitude. I have so much gratitude for what art can do for all of us, you know, all of us here, everyone listening. I I've been feeling that really strongly lately, you know, that art isn't there to serve the ego ego is there to serve the art and I think you learn that all the better when you are creating with others because it's no longer just yours. It belongs to your collaborators. It mm. belongs to your audience. It belongs to everyone, you know, including people who are going through hard times right now, like in the Ukraine. So yeah, just pausing in that gratitude and so grateful for both of you and for the space that we got to share tonight.
0: Yes. Uh, That's wonderful. Well said. Yeah. You know, make, uh, what was I going to say? Make make what you need. Hopefully someone else will need it too. Oh, so. I love
1: that. I oh, love beautiful. That. Well, yeah, thank you too. I'm so glad we were able to connect, um, connect with each other. I mean, um, it, it's pretty cool to be able to, you know, we're from all over. So it's nice connecting and um, talking about our shared love of, you know, similar things, similar um, works of art. So thank you so much. I um, Winston, I'm a fan of yours now, and I'm, I can't wait to like. I love finding someone that I had never heard of because then I have a whole body of work I can jump into. And um, yeah, there's really there's a lot of out.
0: you got a lot of reading out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, No, I love but, but thank it. You. I, thank I, you. I can Appreciate I can
1: already that. yeah just just from meeting you um, I can tell that you know I think similar sensibilities. So I can't wait to jump in and and then um Ce like I said before huge fan sluts and Horrors is like completely blew me away when I first read it. Um, it just kind of came, you know, it came out of nowhere when you reached out to me. It was like such a, it felt like a, like a secret that I had. And I just wanted to, wanted to like, I couldn't keep the secret. So I had to tell everyone um, in my circle about it. So uh, I, I think like, I think it's good. You know, it's going to have a long life. And I can't wait to, um, for the new, the new work to come out down the road. So um, we'll have you on that again. Um, when you when that comes out, we'll definitely have you back. And I I really hope you guys do get the chance to work together down the road because I absolutely loved this short film, and um, you know I think it was incredible. So yeah, oh, yeah thank will, you. We will. Don't worry. Yeah, thank. Then, then we'll awesome. be back. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, yeah, you two Thank you so much for taking the time. And um, yeah, we will talk to you down the line. So appreciate your time.
2: Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very Thanks. Much. Bye.